I get hype every time I hear this song. Every time. He's a genius. I'm telling you guys, a genius. All right, looks like he's joining us. What up, man? What up? season is in full swing over here in San Antonio so if I sound like uh like sneezy or anything then my apologies for that <laughs> oh no this this show is not about this is this show is uh whatever goes cool oh, cool man. so so um first of all everybody let me tell you you are listening with us uh of course we got Ezekiel with us Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Here we got my man Christian Howland with us. What's going on, man? Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Now, he's a man of mystery, so he doesn't want to... I I was trying to get him to to, to show his face, but he was like, no, I'm Batman. You know? No. No, no haircut for a minute, so I'm looking a little, little crusty. So, <laughs> yeah, well, it's that's one problem. I don't have hair. That's that's my problem. So, oh, that's not a problem. Yeah. That's I'm, a liberation right there. You're, oh, you're saving time. <laughs> oh, dude, I want hair so bad. You know, <laughs> just like I, I get up and it's like you don't get any options. Just the same guy, same face. Every day. <laughs> All right, man. We got to get into this. Uh, I'm going to take everybody to your YouTube channel. I uh, uh, because first of all, I just you are so eclectic, man. And of course, we're playing way up. And I know that you're going to say, "Hey, man, that was that's uh, years ago. That song's years ago." But I'm just saying, man, that's just one of my jams. You know what I mean? So you just have to accept that. Uh, but where do you get your style from? And and like. The way you challenge sound. Um, I think everyone's like a mosaic of the influences that are, you know, just pouring into them. I, I just listen to Spotify, New Music Friday, and I just comb through and wait till I find something that sounds like it stands out. And I'll just save and like build playlists of like what what's has its head above the rest of the sounds like in the crowd and so just over the years i'm just keeping my ear to what's going on and just saving the things that i like and returning to them and uh yeah that's really it it's just kind of 
cruising around Spotify and seeing what stands out. Yeah, so you totally uh, take advantage of social media <coughs> and uh, the opportunities, of course, me being an 80s kid, I think, you know, you had to make tapes and get it to the record label and all that stuff. Do you, are you, you, you're totally taking advantage of getting your sound out there. And uh, have you found that it's been easier or harder to connect with artists or, and, and you know, how's that journey been? <coughs> so for a while, <clears throat> it was, it was fun. It was, it was cool using uh, Instagram to just uh, network and collaborate with different people. But at some point I was like, getting overwhelmed by my social media so i actually deleted like almost all my stuff i don't have twitter anymore i don't have instagram anymore um i deleted my facebook and so i kind of tried it <laughs> i'm grateful for the open door while i had it to like connect with a core little group of people like the people on that song right there Cass and sage and Narayo, i still work with them but like i i just sort of keep my little small circle of people that I that I met and connected with over social media a couple of years ago and now I kind of just ghosted and disappeared from it because I just find it not the best thing for my brain <laughs> really it's such a unique it's, it's 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 so unique because usually uh artists you know one they they crave uh attention to a certain degree or they crave acknowledgement to a certain degree but you're saying, no, I'd rather just make music and sit in the background. <laughs> yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of. That is, that, that, that is, that, that is now I got to ask you, does that make, does that qualify you as complicated? Not complicated. It's just, I mean, <laughs> the Lord's going to give different people different kind of like convictions and different kind of. No, I mean, as far as getting you on the road, getting you out to do shows. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't do any kind of shows. I don't do. I have not done any of them. It's which is incredible. Like I praise God for the opportunity to just put stuff out there and see where it lands and let it find people. I feel like it's the perfect thing for an introvert like me. Like <laughs> you, probably... so, go ahead. No, no, that's good. You're you're totally an introvert. You are one hundred percent introvert and proud of it. Yeah, I mean, there was actually this documentary on, uh, you know, Avicii, the DJ that, that passed away, name Avicii? No, no, no. So he was like a really huge EDM, secular EDM guy. And um, he just didn't really know that that was how he was wired. He didn't know that he was more introverted. And his his touring schedule was absurd. He was playing so many shows and while he loved making music, the show thing was killing him. Like, he was just so incredibly emotionally, mentally taxed and drained from doing that. And eventually, I think it led to, to him losing his life. Um, but yet he just didn't know that about himself. That, wow, I'm not, like, built for this. I'm not wired to be around people all the time and i feel in some ways privileged to just 
know that <laughs> like i know that i can't do the the show thing the touring thing and so i'm just happy to stay in my lane and kind of make music in my little studio room by myself and then throw it out there into the world and whoever it connects with then praise god i can totally see my son doing that ezekiel's my son i can totally see him like give me a beat machine a computer and i'm good and, and, and but but it, but it makes me so happy because you know the, again uh, again with that industry it, 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 it's like you know it's competitive and you use such a good word overwhelming a lot of times and and i have seen so many uh, artists say hey you know what i don't think i want this anymore and it's own not because of the not because of the art not because of the music but more because of the just the tedious wear and tear from being on the road all the time for those of you watching i don't know if you know these guys can hit the road road you know they can really genuinely be on the road for 200 uh you know 200 times a you know a year uh and so th that's that's crazy man uh so let me ask you this w when did you find out that music was your thing so huh I mean, I don't know if I knew it was my thing at all while I was before the Lord saved me. I just loved making music, um, but I never conceived of it being a career. And then at 19 years old, the Lord saved me and I got involved in this little church. And the pastor who was discipling me at that time was just quick to identify. He's like, hey, man, you spend a lot of time doing this music thing i know it's your hobby and that you you love it but have you ever thought of pursuing it more like as maybe this is what god has called you to and i was just young and naive enough to be like okay i'll pursue music as a career and it was a long uphill journey from that point but that was really kind of the spark that set it off as oh maybe i should treat this as more than a hobby and so i endeavored to spend the next you know many years trying to make it something and at some point it, it just clicked and, and the lord let it let it take off and uh i'm real grateful and humbled and it's surreal that i get to do this now you got a a, a website which is uh smartturl.it is that oh no that's just like a, a a link that um you click and then it gives like all the different streaming uh, platforms that you could listen to the song. What's on. your so, What's your official website? I actually don't have a website. Yeah, I knew I'm you were gonna super... say that. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super. I'm super bare minimum. It's just like music, and that's 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 it. <laughs> Hardest guy in the world to market. Hardest guy. In the world. Oh, dude, I feel a challenge coming. I'm like challenge. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out a way. <laughs> When we were on the phone the other day, I was like, dude, you know, I was coming up with these crazy ideas because I'm like, I know what it takes to to market a guy like you uh, who's like, hey, man, whatever, like, just I want to be in the background. It's like, I know exactly what to do. Uh, <laughs> I can I totally see you being like uh, my friends that are in the band. Well, they were in a band called Blur back in the 80s, but then they became uh, the Gorillas, and I got to use to, to work with them. Uh, and, and so Gorillas are, are very good friends of mine, and I but you remind me so much of them. And it's 
that that whole concept, like the cartoons and the visualizations, I could totally see you being that guy. Have you, did you ever do a music video? Um, I've done not like real deal music video, but just like a little hand drawn lyric video type thing, or getting someone to do lyric video for me. Um, but never like a full deal music video with like me floating around. Well, I want to show you this because this was came out a month ago. See this? Oh, <laughs> yes, I feel like I did come across this at some point. I'll every now and again, I'll like Google myself or search around and see if people are doing stuff. And I think I came across this at some point or another. I saw. For whatever reason, this particular song, people just like do a lot of dance routines or choreography and stuff with it. Do you know why I think? Uh, of course, my of course my Wi-Fi is going to freeze now. That's, <laughs> that's technology for you. Uh, or either you're so complicated that the ethos or whatever you call it, the algorithm, responds to how mysterious you are. <laughs> you know, but but people have dance videos. It, it's a groove, man. And, and I got to ask you about, you know, where we've come from uh, as believers, um, you know, and just kind of, you know, do you, when it comes to having a good time, do you think it's challenging? Like, because a lot of people say things like, uh, you know, kids shouldn't be dancing to Christian music and things like that. And, you know, uh, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about, you know, the, the evolution of faith-based music uh and 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 the fact that it is becoming more mainstream is it is, does that mean it's becoming less holy because it's becoming more mainstream that's a really 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 good question i wrestle with those kind of thoughts because i mean we're supposed to be these set apart people peculiar people holy people and then you can recall in the old Testament when uh, strange fire was offered to the Lord. And so they had good intentions. They wanted to worship God, but they did it in a way that was not according to God's will. And so I'm, um, I'm always like trying to wonder about and, and, and really have a, a sensitivity of heart. Like, Lord, you, you see that my ear likes a certain style of music, but I don't want to like, be guilty of love the world and the things of the world, you know, like I, I, I don't want that to be the case, but I do. I, I mean, Christian music is weird. It's like, we do, it's like the world does their thing. And then there's the Christian version of it, you know? So right. <laughs> and I get it. I get it because I, the devil should not be the only one to have like, a monopolize a whole genre of music like why is the devil get to say oh well this is my genre you know i think christians should be able to show up and say hey whatever's redeemable about that sound let's take that sound and glorify god with it um but if you like just look identical to the world then i think that's where it gets a little a little weird <laughs> you know it's funny you say that because um when I look at the challenges that believers take about, you know, participating in uh, Christmas or Halloween or, or things like that, you, so many people stand on so many different, uh, um, you know, yeah, crazy. You know, so many people try to stand on so many different, you know, platforms with that, like, oh, Christians should celebrate Halloween because we can take the day back. And, you know, um, we should be celebrating. <coughs> 
All Saints Day. You know, and I, I, I watch these polarizing conversations. Uh, honestly, it, it's sad. Instead of bringing us together, they become kind of divisive. And I'm like, that's the one thing I know for sure God doesn't want is for us to divide over this stuff. But I do believe, uh, shout out to Pastor Rick Hawker, um, Freedom Fellowship. If you're looking for a great church in the Hampton Roads area or even online, make sure you go check out comegetfree.org amazing ministry but he's one of those pastors that says that believes in taking territory uh and, and taking back from what the enemy has done um because so many times we do you know give in and we're in our attempt to be holy we end up isolating ourselves um but i do have to say man i'm really proud of you because your sound is your sound so when you were growing up was it was it was it techno metal? You know, what was your what was your sound growing up? <laughs> There's this quote that I really like: "Is people don't know what they like; they like what they know." So ah. I I was only exposed to what I was exposed to. You know, like for a while it was just I listened to what my friend group listened to, which was like Smashing Pumpkins, Foo Fighters, Nightmares. Yes. <laughs> Oh, every single one of those bands are good friends of mine. I love it, love it, love it. But then when streaming came along, or rather file sharing came along, like Napster came on the scene, it was like all a whole lot more of an eclectic side came out because it's like, oh, wow, I'm discovering dance music. I'm discovering hip-hop. I'm discovering r and I'm getting into these things that are like different from just what my friend groups are interested in. In. and so that was that was really cool i'm like oh i don't have to like live just like in one little corner of musical interest i could i could like a bunch of stuff and so yeah yeah what do you think it's a, what do you think it is about music that brings people together i don't know <laughs> I, love it. I don't know Everyone, like, I mean, if you could hear, you're going to respond to an arrangement of sounds that is pleasant. That's, that's, if anyone's got ears, they're, they're probably going to enjoy music at some level. I, I, but I, I love you like, I, I don't know. <laughs> because music has always been used in such epic ways. I mean, I think about the Levites that were used. Uh, to go before the warriors, they would send the Levites, you know, um, the, you know, and so I think about it from, you know, that aspect, the way music has always been used, uh, even in drum lines and warfare and things like that. I mean, it's, it's you know, even during the, the 70s, you know, people express themselves and you watch, you know, uh, it, it, it seems like it tears down, it tears down racial barriers. I mean, it was the music that brought a lot of people together in a time of racial divide in America. Uh, and so I really, I really know that, that, that God has a, a heart for music. Uh, I just wanted to hear what you would say. Now I got to answer this because a lot of people say this generation, all they do is press buttons. They don't actually play instruments. What, what do you say to that? For those that say that uh, music arrangement is not the, not the same as, learning a, a skilled instrument <clears throat> well in some ways it just took away some of the limitations like the bar is now 
lower and the floodgates are now more open for more people to get into it. Like someone literally might have some kind of like cerebral palsy and their hands can't work properly, but they'd be able to have a really good ear and still just come up with different ideas. Um, for me, it's like my hands cannot play piano at the level that I can program piano. Like I'm not proficient at playing piano, but I can program crazy stuff. And so for me, like it, I view the tech, the technology as empowering creativity rather than reducing creativity because it's letting me do things that I can't physically do. Like, <laughs> so I, I like it. I, 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 when people ask me what instrument you play, I say, I play the, the computer. That's my instrument. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you just set my son off. Like, <laughs> I can tell you like it is my, he's like, all right, this is what I'm doing. Cause one day I'll look at him and I'm like, all right, you're a drummer. He's a drummer. And then I, I bought him a guitar, and I'm like, he, he just it did nothing for him. And I'm like, all right. And then I'll go to uh, this place called Guitar Center. I don't know if you have a guitar center where you're at. You're in Texas, right? Yep, but in Jersey, they had lots of guitar centers. Okay, so so and I'm going, huh, please. Now, this is the God honest truth. But and I know I did this to my parents because my parents got me the guitar, and they thought I was going to play, like, Motown-style music, and it ended up being metal. Uh, and I'm looking at my son like, oh no, please don't be one of those guys. Like not electronic, you know, like, not like, you know, because I'm like, you've got to, you've got to play guitar, but I can totally see him. I actually, he's already started making beats and things like that. Uh, and I'm like that, I knew that was going to happen, you know, because uh, it, it, I got caught into it because of nine inch nails uh, and just the art that you can paint with sound. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, a hundred percent. That was real. I mean, you're industrial music. Like <laughs> it was rock, but there was electronic elements. It was game changing. It was I like, couldn't. Whoa. Yeah, and I, and I knew, I knew that it was going to change. And a lot of people said, "Duke, man, you make music uh, that you should." This sounds like you're scoring. You're making a movie, but they don't realize that that I'm capturing a moment or an emotion. And so that's where a lot of the uh, the elements of that that come from. I played your music to a guy named David Chance, who has a record label. Uh, he's with Universal and Sony and all that stuff. He went nuts over your music uh, and, and and loves your music, man. And so uh, David Chance used to be in a group called Ruffins uh, in uh, 2004. Uh, and they're, they're touring all over the world now and doing their thing, but he loves your music. And I'm like, oh man, these guys, these guys, this, you are such a gift to the kingdom of God. Is he going to play that video? Do you, I think he might be able to play it better than I can. Uh, let's see if we can pull that video. Yeah. What do you think when you see this? It's just wild. Got me like, what? Yeah, way up in the Living my time is trying to get my life right. I've got no fails, so I'm here to tell. Little for king of king, what do you think this is? Got me like, what? Yeah, way up in the sky is like. Living my time is trying to get my life right. I've got no fails, so I'm here to tell. 
So what what do you what does that feel like when you see kids dancing to your music like that? I find it just so ironic cuz like the story behind that particular song is I was producing a song for someone else's project and this instrumental um I pitched it to that artist and like it's technically they're like oh sorry you know not for us so it was like a rejected song and i'm like man you know i like the instrumental i want to do something with it so i i posted it somewhere um on like this artist forum um and so it's it's just funny to see what like the thing that feels like the failure ends up turning into this thing that took on life of its own and actually like wound up being one of the more more popular songs so you just never i didn't think it was going to be that as an artist you have your songs that are like super special to you and you're like oh wow you know i feel like this represents my work so well and then you have the songs that you're like okay well we'll just you know what, what you know what i actually heard this story before uh from nirvana uh, they they actually could not stand smells like teen spirit the radiohead with creep Everyone loved Creep from Radiohead, and Radiohead themselves was like, it's not our favorite song, but okay, if y'all like it, y'all like it. Right. Cool. <laughs> but you know, and, and again, and that's the one thing about art, it does take a, uh, a life on its own. It so, does. So let me ask you this. What, when you decided that uh, you were not going to be on tour, you were not going to, that you wanted to do more of the background stuff, the like understanding those complications doesn't that make it challenging to be an artist and get your stuff out there or did you just commit deeper to social media and the the, the opportunities that it brought <coughs> yeah when i saw like what kind of reach was possible just from sitting home making my music throwing it out there um and saw that it was connecting with people and saw like, hey, oh, I, I actually don't technically have to do the tour thing. Like, maybe there's a way to make this work without doing it in the traditional sense. And so it was just sort of all very experimental, <laughs> very experimental, just trying stuff, see what works. Uh, for one year, I think I've just released a single a month, every month for the whole year. And I think, like, Spotify's algorithm and YouTube's algorithm just kind of like liked seeing that consistency. They're like, oh, this guy's like not just throwing a song out there. He's like consistently releasing music. And so 
praise God, it seems like the algorithm just kind of caught to it and was landed on like Spotify's New Music Friday, Christian New Music Friday, and getting all these playlist placements. And uh, it was, I wasn't doing like special crazy promotional stuff. Um, it was, it felt sort of organic and like, okay, well, I'm just going to stay over here and keep making stuff. And, uh, some songs did better than other songs, but more or less, it was just a steady stream of let's just put stuff out, put stuff out, put stuff out. Now I need everybody to understand how competitive uh, the, the music realm is. And, uh, you know, interesting enough, you know, um, you know, how do I see this? Um, it hasn't gotten any easier. I know a lot of people who are in the industry will say, well, they have tools that we didn't have. I totally, I totally get that because I have this argument inside of my head. Does this generation have it easier or not? I say not because at least we knew back in the day, we knew if we got to the record label, if we got the tape to a DJ, that we were good. With the internet, truth be told, it, it is truly a flood of artists out there. Like you can honestly, you know, you never know. I mean, it's so many people out there uh, that, and, you know, you, they, they have to really be looking for uh, some great music. So, like you said, for that algorithm algorithm to uh, take your music and put it out there, that's that's amazing. Uh, and I want to make sure I'm on the right page. This is you, right? Right here? Yep. All right. So I'm trying to find a way for people to find you. His email is da da da. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube is really the like the la one of the last places where it's like, all right, I'm I'm still gonna be there. YouTube and SoundCloud, the places that are music specific, but all the extra baggage of like having to post random selfies and stuff like I, I don't I don't want all that so wow the audio focus platform Spotify SoundCloud YouTube yeah I can see my son doing that <laughs> you know what I mean what, what do you think about it does it sound like you yeah yeah it does yeah. Um, I would I would I would do shows but I wouldn't do I would do more for like to encourage people sure not, sure not yeah. not because i may not me because i don't want to or want to it'd be like more like smaller shows and smaller events ah uh, yeah yeah i just see that you would you wouldn't want the big yeah readers. you want the more intimate crowd <clears throat> now how does your family feel about what you do if if my wife wasn't on board i wouldn't have done it i remember when before we had any kids I just had a conversation with her like, Hey, you know, um, I feel like this thing has potential. What would you think if I just gave it some time to go full throttle and just see what happens? And she was like, okay, let's, let's try it. And at that time, obviously we were, we were more newly married. We didn't have any kids. So it's like, if there's any time to try this, now's the time. Not- and if it doesn't work, at least we tried, but it did work. It totally, it totally worked. Hey, this is Ann Verbally, the owner of Current FM. Say hello, Ann. I'll see hey. how it's, it's just, hey, just, how you doing? Let's see if I can see if we get the camera out. <laughs> there you go. There she is. Hello. There you go. <laughs> Yo, so so we, we are jamming. <laughs> we, we play you like every single day. So I feel like I know you already. You're like, this guy is, who is this guy? 
But uh, no, seriously, I had to tell you, man, because your music it really does. Uh, I mean, it it is it is inspiring. And like I said, David Jans listened to it and he absolutely loved it. Uh, and when I heard, uh, remember such a way up, way up. When I first heard it, I'm like, man, it has a little bit of everything. And you did that so well. Uh, I do have to ask you: Does, does do you could you say? All right, this is my top five artists that uh, I would say I could not do without. Top five artists that I couldn't do without. You know, I d- <laughs> yeah. I, I would put it more as top five genre. Number one genre. Okay. Okay. Number one genre. Literally hymns. <laughs> if we're just talking, what feeds my soul? is hymns just the the words of hymns are so like rich and scripturally derived like you got songs that are literally some of these old hymns are like seven or eight verses long and so they just packed in tons of truth into like uh, a short format and so hymns probably the number one genre as far as just my soul is concerned as far as my ears are concerned i love house music and i love r&b um and that would be my top three hymns house r&b <laughs> hymns house and r&b i don't think that sentence has ever been put together <laughs> on the planet in any decade <laughs> hymns house music and r&b i don't think anyone has ever said those words together, uh, ever. <laughs> but it describe it totally describes your music. And and dude, by the way, thank you for was that those eight oh eights in an uh, way up? Is that what is the like? You love bass. Yes, yes, that was one of my <clears throat> my. So when I started getting into instruments. Piano was first because, you know, everyone just gets their little Casio piano or whatever. But bass guitar was second. And I just love, I love bass. Casio piano. I can't believe you just said Casio piano. That's everyone's gateway. At least if you're like a 80s, 90s kid, oh, Casio no, piano it, is going to come was, into your that, world. That was definitely it. Now, you <laughs> now, when we were on the phone before we, uh, we were talking about collaborations, that really is a big thing for you is collaborating, right? Uh, what what does it take to become an artist that collaborates with you? You know, it's real funny. It initially, like I just saw Spotify saying uh, similar artists because it was all new to me. And I just like looked at my own Spotify page and it says, here's the artists that are similar to you that like we recognize as being similar. And so I just hit up people that were on the similar to you thing and like collaborated with who Spotify said I was in the same category as. And so one of those people was Sajin and uh, he's the guy on way up. And I've been work. I've been, I did a lot of songs with that guy. Like, (laughs) so that was just one of the things is I just took the cue from Spotify's own algorithm and said, all right, let me just, reach out to this guy. And I, and I really liked it. It wasn't strictly based on, all right, you know, if he was trash then I wouldn't have reached out to him, but he was, he was dope. I, I really liked him. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's just 
it's incredible how often algorithmic forces have been at work to just put me on to someone that I hadn't heard about. Um, and then I'll just maybe reach out to him and be like, yo, like I just heard you on Spotify randomly. Like you, you want to do something together? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, those connections are really important. And, and, uh, and I believe that, uh, you know, one of the way things I can honestly say is musicians have always led the way in, relationship connectivity like community you know what i mean uh you know you like like no one can think about having a party without a dj or, or music playing or when you get people together you, you you gotta have the music playing so i'm just saying i think that realistically uh it's an uh, you know uh artists are such special people and this is why i'm big on supporting our artists i would of course like to see you know some videos from you i'm great at storytelling and so i love storytelling so i'm like man i wonder if i could you know, you know you your music's such a journey i call it journey based music but it's it's you make trippy music basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah true music uh, but uh i i do love the fact that i know the it's like i know the audience that are in the secular world that would hear your music and actually receive the message of Christ. You know, uh, like I know people that would reject it any other way. They would reject, you know, music. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, one of my friends, uh, his parents, he actually would always play hymns when he was coming up. So uh, he became a metal guy, real heavy metal. Uh, I mean, he had the Harley, the whole typical 80s, you know, biker gang guy, right? Well, his motorcycle breaks down one day and he has to go to this little bar. Uh, he sees a strip mall. There's a bar there and it's jamming, just rocking. The drums are going off. He walks into the bar and finds out it's not a bar. It is a old school foot stomping black church playing gospel music and they are jamming, right? And he says that the preacher opened up his mouth and just like it was like smoke coming out of his mouth and he saw the the power of god and jesus said the next thing i know i was just knocked out on the ground right and uh and i you know i'm not too into you know i believe that god reaches people in many different creative ways right dude this guy finds out his love for christian music gospel like Southern, like the whole, is it foot stomping, soulful gospel music from him to metal to gospel music, you know? And I think that when we uh, allow ourselves to experience different sounds, we get to explore how creative God is, but how effective he is in, in reaching people. What do you say to that? <clears throat> Yeah, one of my one of my buddies actually put his salvation moment at a, a concert, you know, a Christian concert. Um, and so I think it's it's God uses means, right? All sorts of people have all sorts of different stories about how it was that the Lord met them. And at the end of the day, it's God saves. And when whenever we get to be involved it's not because he needs us, you know? So if, so if music is a part of the equation, 
that's just God's kindness to use something that he didn't even really need to use. And so in my mind, it's like God's just going to do what God's going to do the way that he wants to do it. And sometimes it's just almost humorous. It's like, wow, Lord, like you use that to minister to someone like you use something as as little as a song. I mean, even preaching. I mean, at somewhere in the Bible, it speaks of it pleased him to use the foolishness of preaching. preaching. It yeah, refers yeah, yeah. to preaching as like, and if you think about the miracle of salvation, it's like, how is someone going to be brought from spiritual death to spiritual life just based on hearing someone talk? But <laughs> the Lord puts that powerful ammunition into like little weak vessels. It says that thing, uh, Romans 1.16 I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation for all them that believe. And so just someone talking, saying the powerful message of Jesus yeah. somehow is used of God to do. And I, would, I have an example. I have an example. How weird, how weird that is. When you, that, when you have Simon, the sorcerer, who's like floating and, you know, he's doing this really cool witchcraft stuff. And you know, it's like, all right, Phil, it's your turn. He's like, well, I can't do any of that. But let me tell you about the love of Jesus. And and revival breaks out. And Simon the Sorcerer wants to know more about God. He actually asks, how do I buy a relationship with God? <coughs> you know, which is ridiculous. But that means that Philip literally preached until a witch believed. Yeah. And <laughs> with, with you know, that's that's literally like you're in a Lamborghini, I'm riding a bike. We show up, and we're in this debate, you know, and everyone listens to you over me, or everyone listens to me over you when I have everything lesser than you do. Yep, he's chosen the weak things of the world to shame the wise. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and I can tell you're a lover of the word, aren't you? I am, I am, yeah. I, I can tell, man, and, and it's so funny because you are the exact opposite of you know. So, I mean, I can tell so many people that I, I know people who who do it, who do the touring thing, even though they don't want to. They do it because you know it's just like, hey, I I get it. This is the process. But you knowing you're an introvert, <clears throat> you knowing you're an introvert, you actually said, no, nope, I'm not going to do. It. Now, how did you do doing the whole COVID thing? <laughs> I mean, I was, there's this meme, there's this oh, meme no. of, uh, I already know. so it just shows like a glowing, amber glowing figure. And it says like me during COVID recharging my batteries or whatever. And he's just like, he's fine. He's like actually thriving because he's just alone recharging. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and meanwhile, my wife, who's an extrovert, she's like, I need the people back. <laughs> right, people. right, right. Now, you said you have a, a you have a kid, right? How many kids do you have? I have my baby girl, Julie, who is four years old. And then we have one new baby girl on the way who we're going to name Joy. Wow, Julie and Joy. And are you... Are you uh, did she get to dance around the house and everything like that? I when, use her to A&R songs now. I play it to her and I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Tell me your honest thoughts. Sometimes she'll just be so brutally honest. She's like, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all wow. right. 
fair that enough. That sounds like my kids. But if my daughter likes it, I'm like, all right. I'm actually going to take her opinion as being, like, very valid. So I I definitely run the music by her in the car. Yeah, you got to. My, my kids, uh, when I pull out my guitar, they used to run to me. Uh, now when I pull out the car, they're like, oh, here we go again. So I got <laughs> to change it up a little bit. But I do know that my that I do know that I, I can't wait to get them in the studio. Uh, I sent you... Uh, some artists uh, by the name of one by the name of Shante Smith and the other one William T Stars. I have got to get you guys connected. Uh, I would powerful, powerful collaboration could come out of that. Uh, that was just me in my two cents. Like, hey man, do stay in your lane. But I I just love connecting people. But I think that would be a great connection. I don't know if you had a chance to check out any of their music or see their their uh, videos, but these guys, those guys are some of the like a most amazing lyricist uh, out right now. Now I know right now you have joy melody, uh, joyful you, melody. Yep. Tell joyful melody. Joyful melody. What, where, where did that, what was the inspiration behind that? I just like the recurring theme in scripture of like, especially within the Psalms, it's like a command. Like David is rallying people and he's saying, rejoice 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 and um i just wanted to make a song from the overflow of joy that i now have that i didn't have before and so it's just a real simple song of of rejoicing like prior to the lord saving me i was just so depressed like there were days that i would sleep like 20 hours straight you know i was just like i i i i, I wanted to escape the world rather than go out into it. And um, after the Lord saved me, it was like, I mean, one, the fruits of the Holy Spirit is, is, is joy. And so I just wanted to make a song that was just happy and fun and an overflow of just praise and rejoicing for what God has given me, which is he's given me joy. I didn't used to have it. I was not a happy person. Before he saved me, but now that he I, has, I, listen. I I, now I absolutely struggle believing that. I I, <laughs> I I absolutely struggle believing. Like just hearing you say that, it's like no, there's no way possible. There's like that you like I I totally see you guys. I see music notes floating around you your entire life, and you're saying that there was a time when you weren't happy. Well, I guess you know, would you consider yourself a. a a millennial or a '90s kid? Which one are you? I was born in '85, so I guess I'm technically a millennial. <laughs> I, I know those guys. Uh, anyone raised by MTV, you know, definitely has an eclectic sound. Like you mean, uh, and I know to my super safe friends and family out there, I get it. I totally get. Uh, like you, you brought up hymnals, right? And I remember Kurt Franklin when he did the song with Salt and Pepper. Uh, that, oof, man, it was brutal. It, it really wasn't. And I saw the birth of uh, Christian rap. Sheesh, that was brutal, you know. And I was just like, oh man, this 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 is not gonna go. Do you remember a group called Cross Movement? I was not on to them at that time, but I know who they are. They're like the pioneers of, of CHH, basically. Right, right. And so then uh, they they came out and, you know, it's like, okay, this could really work, but 
is the church going to embrace it? So my question to you is, what do you, what would you say to encourage pastors who maybe have a predominantly uh, traditional church and traditional music, and they, and they do want to reach more young people, uh, and they do want to be more effective in outreach? How would you encourage them to to try different styles of music? For me, style is not really as important a vehicle to reach people. I think if young people want anything, they want something like real. Like they don't want people trying to be pandering to them with like genre stuff. Like for me, I I like the music that I like to listen to. And I would cringe if I walked into a church and they were playing like electronic music for worship. Like I don't want that. Like I don't want people to try wow. to like meet me with my genre. I want I want the lyrical content to be the thing that is like predominant and important and highlighted. So at our church, I'll give you an example. Our church is literally just piano and no one's even singing and leading worship. They're just playing the melodies and the church is singing. You just hear the church singing. So it's not about the singer. It's not about the musicians. It's just about here we're leading the church into worshiping the lord together and like musically it's so bare it's so stripped back it's unimpressive but there's something just beautiful about it that that hits me harder than if it's a full band like i've been to the big band situations i've been to see i've been to times square church back in the day and they have like huge like like real professional music setup like professional musicians and for me i've had more like profound worship experiences and just joy in the lord with way less going on musically so i think it's it's not as much about the medium it's more about the the, the lord said i mean the word says looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth i think you could have spirit and truth with very little bells and whistles and you could have lots of bells and whistles and very little spirit and truth. So I think it's about the heart. Man, you just preached that thing, man. Good grief. <laughs> now I hope this lets me, uh, I hope this actually lets me play your music. Cause sometimes what, uh, how, how do you feel about the, the fact that YouTube and Facebook and social media often will block people who want to share the music but they'll block it and shut it down. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't I don't know what all the mechanics of, of that is. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I don't it, it's like I'll sometimes my own YouTube channel, my own YouTube channels like demonetized because they give me flags for uploading my own music. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. So I don't even have my channel monetized because of that. I, I don't I you know, is what it is. So how do people support you if they want to support you because they love your music and you're so complicated? <laughs> I mean, that, just like you, right? Like you just told someone that you knew, uh, if I'm remembering his name correct, Dave James. David Dave James. James. David James, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just heard it. You liked it. You passed it along to someone. Like that's what I kind of just, my bread and butter is just word of mouth like someone even someone just hearing the song and i'm not on social media but other people are so you share the song in your instagram story you upload it like random kids doing a, a dance thing to it like 
that's that's support right there. That's love. Like you don't need to go buy my merch or anything. Just listen to my music, share it with someone that you think would like it. And for me, that's like that's great support. So so let me look. White noise has four million one hundred what one hundred twelve thousand seven hundred and twenty-two downloads. Just streams, yeah, streams. streams. And then Way Up has three million eight hundred and thirty-one streams. Like, dude, you put out hit after hit after hit, and I, I just thank God for you, man. Uh, you've been doing this. Let's see, how, how far do you go back when you really came out? Uh, you want to say 2005, 2006? Two, I think it's two. I'm gonna, oh, well, I don't want to open my Spotify because I don't want to mess up the browser or whatever. I think 2015 or 16 was 2015, like, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, so 2015, I no, no, I mean, like, since you've been since you've been doing music, but you didn't come out until so you were oh. sharpening, so, you, so 2004, 2005, you were sharpening your skills. Oh, Is yeah, that, that's not about right. Yeah, yeah, maybe even before that, because I mean, as I got my first music software when I was like 13 years old, and and then got was my it first. Fruity Loops? No, I wasn't free. I I messed with Fruity Loops briefly, but it was a different program. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, everybody, we are with Christian Howland. Uh, you're looking at his Spotify right now. Uh, then of course, I have joyful, uh, joyful melody up but under artists where it says Christian Allen. Now it, it is uh, you're going to see it under the, the you wanna, if you want to locate them directly. There is a search bar uh, and just put in Christian Chris Chris Howland is is that what he has on his Spotify. Uh, so make sure that you check him out. Uh, I wanted to introduce you to William T. Stars. Uh, if he was available, but I, I don't think he's available right now. Uh, but um, I, I love connecting people and, uh, you know, you know, just such William T. Star is such a great guy. This guy, he was set on fire uh, by uh, last year. Uh, he had a terrible accident. He had just made this wonderful music video um, and he was cooking fish for his kids. And then when he it was uh, he went to throw the grease out, the gust of wind. Uh, it was a snowy day. The gust of wind comes back in his face, uh, blows the grease in his face. With, and creates like a firestorm, which goes into his house and burns his house, his kitchen down. Oh, um, and he was burned all the way up. His whole body was just covered in this grease burn. Um, and I wanted to do this fundraiser for him. And, uh, you know, we didn't get uh, as much support as I wanted to. But three days later, another lady's house burns down. This guy used the portion of the proceeds that he got in for his situation and gave it to her. Someone he didn't even know. He just heard their house burned down, his kitchen burned down. And when I asked him why he did it, this guy goes, because I know what it feels like. You know mm. what I mean? Like this is, this is what we do. And whew, such a wonderful heart, William G star. So thank you, William G stars for being such a, a wonderful uh, example of a man of God. But this is Chris Allen. Guys, make sure you support him uh, and go to his Spotify uh, and, and 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 beg him to put out music videos. I'm going <laughs> to put some pressure on this guy. You know? <laughs> but, but seriously, I totally see you doing some cool 
art, music, music journey type stuff. I think you're the man, bro. You're a genius. I thank God for you, man, and your heart is wonderful. I love the fact that you are a word guy, uh, and you're uh, like like you're excited about you know your kids and your family. Everybody, Chris Allen, uh, this guy's the real thing, and I know a genius when I see one. Uh, and this this guy is truly the real thing. Uh, do you sing, rap, or any of it, or just all the music in the background? I <laughs> sing every now and again, but I know my lane. I like. <laughs> I know that other people are going to be the people that really bring my vision to life. I'll like write the hooks and sing the hooks, and then send them over to someone and be like, "Hey, like." make this sound better than I can because my voice is not <laughs> anywhere near uh, the level that I think uh, it needs to be on a real deal finished product record. But I, I like to sing. Well, well, Ezekiel, I want you to know, I can totally see you, you know, doing electronic music. You're so creative. And uh, I, just... I can see him and Peabod doing a feature. <clears throat> Peabod. Yep. Totally. You, you do. You know, have you ever met Peabod? Never met, but seen his name floating around for sure. Oh, yeah. dude, it was you totally, totally kill it. Well, listen, man, make sure you keep doing what you're doing. Send us more music. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time, man. You be blessed. Have a great day, all right? Thanks for having me on. God bless y'all. Blessings, man. Later.